0: Hello, and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. And I've just finished meditating, so I feel on cloud nine, I'm obviously better than all of you combined right now, because I'm so much better than my my former self. My God, I'm levitating above all of you, because... Inner peace. Inner, in, 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 inner peace. with whoever is fucking quiet down oh, <laughs> isn't isn't that the vibe that people who say they meditate give off it's like oh yes i have accomplished silence for 10 minutes i have transcended every human on earth i am a god <laughs> you ask me if i have a god complex let me tell you something i am god <laughs> It's it's the same types of people, and don't get me wrong, I would love to go to a yoga retreat or go on some sort of uh, like meditation retreat just to be able to get away from the bullshit of life, not because I think that the meditation and yoga retreats are going to make me into a better person. I promise you, they won't. I'm still the same asshole from yesterday. But I do understand that when you see it on Instagram and on YouTube, there's this beautiful little picture that's created uh, by what I would call almost a marketing of healthy habits. Like if you don't get this done, you're a piece of shit dirt bag that's living off the side of the road <laughs> it gives off that vibe doesn't it it's like if you haven't accomplished 50 fucking things by seven in the morning you've failed at life you might as well not even fucking start the day god damn it get the fuck off it and move to one hyde park in knightsbridge <laughs> and if you can't do that kill yourself instead of well if you can you know, slowly but surely accumulate habits that you actually enjoy doing, number one, and then also accumulating habits that you may not enjoy doing, but they're going to benefit you over time. So something that, for me, is very easy that most people are going to find hard is working out because I love working out, and therefore it's the opposite of what most people are going to find because they don't like doing it. Does that make me a better person just because I know how to work out and other people? No, no, it's just the ability to be able to trudge through time and continuously be able to do something. Less so. I mean, isn't that what the bloody peasants did of the olden days? They just did the same thing over and over and over again. And at least we have the ability to say, you know, I get paid at the end of this. They, uh, yeah, that was a little bit less sad. Yeah, they didn't get paid, did they? <laughs> I'd be willing to offer you $40 for two of the white ones and 50 for the blacks. Are you referring to our student-athletes? Student athletes. Oh, that is brilliant, sir. Now, when we sell their likeness for video games, how do we get around paying for our sled student athletes then? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there was less, less of a payday and more of a, ah, yeah, you get to live another day, motherfucker. Like, that's, that's, those are the times we forget. Like, each day, if I have a bad day, I just have to remind myself, like, yeah, I could be a peasant in the friggin' 1300s where... I could probably reach what I am now, 28 years old, and I'd be dead within the space of a year or two probably from the plague, from syphilitis, from some sort of cold, um, maybe from just being alive in the first place, maybe just like, you know, just some sort of injury, had my arm cut off for like insulting a lord accidentally, you know, looking at his wife the wrong way, Mm, could be of any of these things, maybe being a little bit better looking than him, you know, all of this could add up. Everything out here that's not you wants to kill you. Outlaws, angry drunk people, scorned hookers, hungry animals, diseases, major and minor injuries, Indians, the weather. You, You can get killed just going to the bathroom. I take my life in my hands every time I walk out to my outhouse. There's fucking rattlesnakes all in the grass out there. And, and, even if I make it, you know what can kill me? Cholera. You know cholera? The black shit. The black shit. The latest offering in the Frontier's Disease of the Month Club. And, and, even if you survive all those things, you know what else can kill you? The fucking doctor. (laughs) And this, this is the funniest thing. This is why I love uh, thinking about uh, different timelines and different perspectives. And one of my friends... Recently, I think it was last weekend when I hung out with him. He was saying to me that he had like one of those existential crises where you just zoom out, you know, where you're like, we are uh, a bunch of you know tiny little beings existing on the planet Earth, which is one of nine planets in a in a uh, we're in the Milky Way galaxy. So a galaxy, and then outside of that, if we keep zooming out, we go out into our solar system. No, no. No, from the solar system to the galaxy, then galaxy, zoom out again, then universe, then from universe, zoom out again, and you just keep going and going and going. And you can do that, don't you I've heard this so many times as well. You can, like, really get into one of those pr- crises. What's the meaning of life? What am I doing? What is it all for? Why am I even here? No! <laughs> I might as well just go into a school and start, where's my ar 12? Bye, 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 people. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't judge about these sort of things, but it is just like, that's that's the level where some people take it, and you're you're just like, whoa, whoa, chill the fuck out, (laughs) take take a step back, take a big fucking step back, okay, this is the thing where you need to think to yourself, right, yes, we live on a planet uh, floating through time and space, but here's the thing, we're also the only known living species in our galaxy, and therefore potentially our universe. Now, is that possible? Probably not. There's like that they've already identified like nine different water planets across um, multiple areas of our universe, and that that means that there's obviously possibility of life. However. Let's say that that's not true, there are no other life forms. It would also bring the idea that this life is truly meaningful because of how vast the bloody place is. Like, think how meaningful this life is, is if, if we are the only living species. Just think about that for a second. Like, your day-to-day life is truly special because it can't be replicated, you know? Like, it's truly unique. I mean, I, I know plenty of other people across the galaxy. Ha- sorry, galaxy, across the <laughs> <laughs> the planet have a very similar day-to-day to, to, to everyone else, but there is something kind of interesting, isn't it, about thinking about the positive side of it, because when you get into one of those existential crises, it's very easy to zoom out and just be like, Aah! like screaming into the, you know, the Alex Joe, just 6am to 7pm, just <laughs> screaming into the void. But there's also this lovely idea that it's unique and just because it's meaningless doesn't mean you can't have fun along the way. And I think that's something that, that needs to be said. It it becomes so so easy to, to forget how much fun you can have with just the littlest things in life. And I love um, talking to my fa- friends and family about this because you hear the things they're truly excited about. I loved, uh, I had a conversation uh, with my parents this weekend, last weekend with a couple of people and you, you know what people love and you know what they're truly intrigued about and it's hearing the joy in somebody's voice, hearing the, the love for stuff, something that I find kind of tough to hear from people and this is a me thing is the negative side of life. If you come to me with negativity, I'm going to provide you with solutions. That's what. That's that's who I am. I'm am a dude. Like that's what dudes do. We, we we hear problem, we hear solution. For women, it's more of a we just want you to listen to to our problems and you know just listen and be a listening voice. Very difficult thing to uh, adapt to when you are a dude who's so used to being like, oh problem, me man, me must me must solve problem. It is, it is one plus one. equals two. It must be solved. It's not one plus one. One plus one, one plus one, one plus one. Mm. Monkey. You see, you see, you just want to, you just want to say the answer, don't you? You know the answer. sir. So tell them the solution. Tell them it right now. <laughs> you see, it's, it's that, that side of things. I haven't totally, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious here. I'm being a little bit silly. But at the same time, um, I, it's also gives you a real perspective, doesn't it? On, you know, everybody's got a different way of how they do things and how they say things, and that's totally fine. But it's also, you know, don't expect everybody to adapt to the way that you do things. It's f- something that uh, I love realizing how lucky I am because I have such a great family. Is understanding that not everyone has somebody to listen, listen to, or talk to, or get advice from. And I hope that even if this podcast is, it's not a big podcast, but like if you're hearing these thoughts, I hope you're feeling a little bit validated. Like you should know that if you aren't able to talk to somebody, it's okay. Like you are not alone. Like it is a tough thing, but you need to know that I'm not going to be the person to just listen to you and listen to your problems and not try and give you solutions because in life if you were to just listen to the problems over and over again without a solution or without change or without growth guess what that is like i said in the last podcast that is the definition of insanity (laughs) did i ever tell you the definition of insanity (laughs) <laughs> if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that is the very definition of insanity. Without any sort of change, you have to do something different. And this is actually brings nicely to something that I've been thinking about over the past uh, week or so. Now, with a continuity of the previous podcast being in winter and being in this dark and dreary time, and it, the fact that it's raining outside right now and it being dark and gloomy, brings in this mindset of wanting change wanting chaos when the consistency of life can can very much become dull and dreary and so there is this mindset for me personally where i just want to fly away i just want to book a ticket to australia go to uh bondi beach and just live there for for (laughs) until it gets sunny again you know and there's that mindset of if i just run away from this shit scenario I'll be able to have a good time and i can get away from it and although it is great and you know it's change it's chaos it's adding some spice to life it's also not sustainable and so i'm trying to find this middle ground at the moment what can i do what can i change in my life what can i change that's going to change the environment because if i change the environment then i allow myself to grow Because as shown in previous studies like in atomic habits if you do change your environment and you're surrounded by uh, you know you're used to doing certain behavior if you change the environment you can actually change the way you do things and it's proven by the study of looking at Vietnam veterans who were addicted to heroin in Vietnam but as soon as they came home back to America they, a lot of them stopped doing heroin because it was the environment they were in the access to the heroin and also being in the consistency of what they were doing so if you can change the environment sometimes that can help you change your habits and so for me personally um i actually just want to the actually my work life's amazing so i, d- I don't want to change my work life at all this is the problem I'm, i you know i'm really struggling with this because when you you get this perfect you know you perfected one part of your life and then the other part of your life's like fuck you know, this is it, you know becomes unbalanced, and so I'm looking at my my social life, and I'm just I get I get into this comfort zone of doing the same thing over and over again. Like one weekend, go see friends; the other weekend, uh, lift weights and run. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? Etc. 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 You know, report, record podcast, edit podcast, but it's this routine and you don't grow if you just consistently do the same thing and then expect everything to change as you do it so something i have i you know i have i've done what i i said i was going to do at the beginning of this year i said i was going to get on dating apps i said i was going to go on dates i've already done a couple of video calls i've already like spoken to so oh my god you know it's it's exhausting doing this dating thing. I was talk- talking to my parents about this. I feel like I can tell them anything and they they are amazing people when it comes down to me being honest about this part of my life. And it is, I'm so lucky to be able to have people like that in my life who I can just, you know, let them frankly allow, allow me to be able to be myself no matter what. Uh, and I, th- you know, obviously I am just a copy of my parents, so that makes sense. <laughs> you know, that does, you know, um, my men, uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan uh, always used to say to me, like, um, he, he still says this. He said, you know, it's, it's kind of selfish having kids because, you know, it's like you wanting more of you in the world. And I totally agree with that. Because it totally is. You are just literally copying and pasting yourself into the world. It's like, oh, oh, mommy, mommy, yes, the world needs mommy. <laughs> me. Me 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 i i I'm, I'm so fucking important i'm so fucking important right you don't oh, just fuck you it's it exactly that and so there's a part of me that's also very much aware that the reason why i get on with the parents is because it's like talking to yourself to some extent <laughs> <laughs> says the man talking to himself in a podcast yes i know oh the irony it's too much there is also this kind of mindset of they've also gone through the same processes as you when they were their age. Uh, granted, they were, they had this when it was uh, the 80s, so they had a, a period of time that was a lot of fun uh, and some of the best music ever created uh, p- during that period of time. Both rock, pop, you know, you can go anywhere and it, it would be amazing music. Nowadays, if I was to go clubbing, I'd fucking hate every fucking second of it. And i excuse my French, but, you know, the comparison between the 80s and now, in terms of music, is just straight into the ocean, straight to the depths of Tartarus for you. That is how bad it is in comparison to to that period of time. It's the biggest piece of dog shit that I have ever heard. And even the 90s, to some extent, had uh, a different sort of taste and vibe, Uh, to the 80s, and even the early 2000s had some cheesiness to it, but now it's just like 2010s and 2020s, it's just, let's be honest, downright fucking shit uh, in comparison to those periods of time, so it is what it is, Uh, I also think that there's too much of a focus on dating apps now, and although I use them, it is knowing the devil you know rather than the devil you don't uh i my dad made me realize today that i've been thinking about it all wrong i've been looking at every opportunity as a way to be get getting into a relationship and that's not the right way about it at all i should be thinking you he said to me you should be going out there and trying to make more friends and then if something becomes of it and you meet somebody who's who's more than a friend a, a woman who is more than that then that would make more sense and that clicked in my brain and I thought to myself, damn, he's fucking right. He is right. He's 100% right. Every time something's happened with me with a woman, it's never been, oh, you asked them out on a date and it's turned into something. It's always been, oh, we were friends first and then it turned to something. Like, he's 100% right. Why have I never, why did that never click before? I'm 28 years old. This is not okay to realize at this age. Solomon the stinking. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's ev- everything in life, for me, has always felt like it's always been later. It's always been later in life. I, I got my degree later in life. I didn't get smarter in later in life. I didn't get good looking until I was later in life. I didn't get fit until it was later in life. I didn't start travelling until it was later in life. It's like, <laughs> fucking, is, is there ever going to be a point where I'm going to be able to get things on time? <laughs> You know, it just feels like time slips through your bloody fingers and you have no control over it whatsoever. And you can just kind of put your hand into the darkness and just kind of grab into it. And you can do, like I said, you can do this routine as much as you want. But to some extent, you're like holding on to something that's not really there. And that's, you know, scary. Of course it's scary. Let's be real. Let's be real with one another here. Life is scary. Everything you do is is a risk. Everything in life is some sort of risk, you know, the money that goes into your bank, you know, you could lose it at any point. The, the the holiday that you go on, you could potentially die because you're on a skiing holiday. But if you don't take the risk, if you don't go and do something different, you will forever be in the same cycle over and over again. So what do we learn from this? Well, one of the greatest things actually is if I hadn't done what I did back in December and said to myself, well, go on the dating apps and do this, I wouldn't have realized any of this in the first place. I wouldn't realize these things. I wouldn't you know, be the person knowing to, how to move forward. I also think in big extremes, and I'm trying to remove that from myself. I'm always thinking, what massive change can I make to my life to be able to turn it upside down? It's not like that at all. We know this, I've spoken about this on the podcast multiple times, and it's only when I say it again that I realize it more and more. It's the incremental changes that you make to your life that make the biggest impact. It is not, and and if there's one lesson that I've learned from the past is going to university that taught me this. My mindset was when I was back at Fujitsu at the age of 20 slash 21 was, I'll go to university, that will solve my my work life and I'll be able to, I'll be happy with the job I do afterwards. it's not like that at all. It is a very much experimental phase. Now, do I regret you going to university? Not, no. not. I don't regret it per se, but I wouldn't say that... I would have been successful either way. Like, I think I would have figured something out no matter what would have happened. And I look at the amount of money I'm making now and, like, the things I'm doing now and the fact that, you know, my my wage gets taxed an extra 9% because of my degree... You know, it is it is what it is. I don't know whether there could have been a bet, better decision, but it was because I made this big decision at that period of time, this big mindset, this big change that I thought everything was going to be, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. And it's, with me, there's always that mindset of, oh, if I just move somewhere else, if I just go do this, everything will be fine. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's not okay. You need to figure out a way to be able to be happy in this moment and yes, go travel to these places, go do them, have holidays there, but it's, holidays are temporary and the grind of life is constant. See, yeah. I get over everything. I'm good. It's, it's water under the fucking bridge. The grind. It's the, 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 the grind, grind does squeezes that, squeezes it that's out. it. You're not grinding harder if, if you're worried about something that someone did to you years ago. You're being a pussy to yourself, man. You're not getting out there and squeezing that fucking soul out every day. Yeah. If you grind hard, man, I ain't got time to worry about your monkey ass. I ain't got time to worry about you, man. Because tomorrow, I got to go back to the grind. And tomorrow, I go back to the grind again and again and again and again. I don't have time to put you into the hate bank. There's no hate. It's all filtered out, man, through the grind. People don't get it. There's there's great joy in the grind. Great joy in the suffer. It's, it totally cleanses your body out, man, of any kind of hate. makes you grow up. And so it's this, how do you figure that out? How do you potentially figure the, the wheel out, almost the wheel of time? And I don't think you can ever truly get beyond that. And I think it's just like I've said, this just taking each, each day as it comes. You know, for instance, today, absolutely knackered for some reason, just physically, mentally, just cooked you know, I got out of the gym today and I, you know, I was in the gym and I was just <laughs> fucking, I, I've never done, I haven't done this in literally two years. I, I accidentally, so I, I went for a third rep on hundred kg after doing four earlier. So I'd done a set of four for hundred kg. And then I was like, you know, I'll do another three. And then on the second rep, I thought, oh, this is really tough. I I can go for a third. I should go for a third. I know I'm really tired, but I should go for a third. And my right shoulder went, yep, that's totally fine, and hooked it up. And then the left shoulder went, nah, buddy, you ain't got this. And my left arm slowly went down, and I knew I was going to pin like pin the bar against myself slowly. And thankfully, two other guys came over and like lifted the weight off me. I haven't embarrassed myself like that. In a very, very long time. Now, thankfully, there's no judgement in the gi- in in the gym from, and these two lads were very kind enough to just quickly move it and then move on. And I didn't even think about it. I just went on with my workout. But it was that sort of day where I was just, you know, you you're exhausted physically, and it feels like, you know, <laughs> even my mum looked at me this morning. And she said, "Chrissy, are you tired?" And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, I am. I look tired now, and that says a lot, doesn't it? When you're 28, and <laughs> your parents are saying, "Oh, are you, you know, this isn't the first time somebody said, uh, you, you know, you look tired," and so this this clearly says to me that I'm I'm pushing myself uh, a lot, very hard at the moment. And there's also times where you have to just kind of sit and do and, and let your body recover. Which I looked at my watch and realized that I'd only been getting like an average of seven hours every other uh, for the last few days and and, and clearly I need to to sleep and just really set it in. And I've got 15 miles to do tomorrow uh, on a run so that's, you know, something to keep in mind sometimes when you've got a, a big mileage to cover the next day it's good to do less steps and to just let the the workout be the workout and not to do anything for the rest of the day even though if you're like me or like anyone in my family we find it f- so hard so hard to just um focus and be sat down for long periods of time myself my mom literally but my mum's injured at the moment. She, she's really struggling to play tennis. One of the pieces of advice I've said to her is to go and do a resistance training for her ankle and for her legs and strengthen the ankle joint as well as um, create strength within uh, the thigh and the calf to be able to build the muscle to be able to support those that that area of the leg to be able to get less stress fractures. Um, sorry. Less sort of shin splint, shin splints, and then also help strengthen the ankle as well. But you know what I like a lot more than materialistic things? Knowledge! Now, that's providing her with a solution, and also being able to do something active at the same time. But there's also, obviously, having to rest. And so if you're someone like me, you have to do an active, you know, some sort of active recovery rather than passive, because... Otherwise, you feel like you've lost a day. And I don't believe in rest days. Rest days were invented by people who clearly are lazy. Because the human body can take so much. So much, I've realized, over the years. You don't need rest days. People who say they take rest days literally are not fulfilling their full potential, in my opinion. I look at them and I think, you are allowing your body. Your body gets eight hours, or in my case at the moment, seven hours, of rest. You literally get sleep every night for eight hours, if you get that sleep every night for eight hours, you do not need to take a rest day. You are already resting for a long period of time. If you eat the, right, the correct amount of food, you will be, you'll have enough energy to be able to tackle the day. If you work out sustainably, and if you do activities that you enjoy, you will not have to take a rest day. People who say rest days infuriate me. It's almost like I'm listening to people who've willingly given up already. Who've already quit? Who've already thrown in the white towel? Like if you watch, for instance, if you're watching um, a anime like uh, Baki or Epo, or even you know Bleach to some extent, do you think any of those characters went, yeah, you know what, I'm I've got a big uh, a big ba- fo- baddie to fight at the moment, better take a rest day before I go in there? No. <laughs> No, they're all getting after it you know, Goku, Vegeta, Escanor like, they're all getting the fuck after it, day in, day out every single second and then, guess what, they're eating food they're sleeping, and they're recovering and, you know what, I know Sam Selleck's on steroids and, you know so he obviously has an advantage for recovery, but he also totally agrees with the sentiment of re- rest is just, it, you know you don't need to take days off uh, just know that Unless you have a good reason, uh, you are a pussy. Like, if you are truly injured, fair enough, take, a, take some time off to, to recover from the injury. But it's gotta be a fucking tough injury. I'm gonna bring some, I'm gonna bring some ego out here. I ran 21 miles on shin splints and stress fractures off both legs. Up both legs. And guess what? I didn't take any fucking time off after running that. I continued to do my routine until the pain went away. <laughs> now, should everyone do that? Probably not. It's probably a little bit insane. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? But it does show you that if you're being a pussy and you're like, yeah, I probably could have gone harder. And you know you should. Go back to the fucking gym and do it again. <laughs> like, seriously. Or if you don't want to go back to the gym, do it at your home. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous in this day and age where people tell you, like, oh, you've had enough. It's okay. Rest. I'm like, No. I'm not your mum, <laughs> you know, we're not going to coddle you here, you know, this, this is, I mean, if you're my mum, I definitely, definitely wouldn't be getting coddled. you know, that was one of the greatest lessons uh, my mum ever taught me growing up, was, we don't take days off school, you know, just that one lesson, we don't take days off school, it doesn't matter, like, you can be, you know, I was a, a sickly kid for a while, uh, when I was younger, I was getting sore throats all the time, and that, ha, gay! That meant I had to have my tonsils removed uh, to stop myself from getting sore throats all the time. But guess what? You know, I've become a tougher person because I was resistant to the pain. You know, my my younger self had to take a lot of shit <laughs> from illness to be able to get to this point where I don't get ill anymore. I don't get sickness. You know, I had COVID once um, and that shit was you know, not fun for two days, and then it was fucking good afterwards, you know, we we move, we move. Uh, I think the worst, you know, the worst illness I've ever had <clears throat> was probably, probably either when I was in Mexico, um, and I just felt so food, it, it wasn't food poisoning, it was water poisoning. <laughs> yeah, it's not, even, no, not water poisoning, but a water sickness, where the water of this area, the, the Oaxaca region Um, literally is just known for making people just unwell. Uh, I'm not going to go into the dirty details, but it's not fun. Um, And I I know that whole hostels uh, in that region were getting sick basically and it wasn't because of covid at that time it was actually because of the water uh, and you to to avoid it it was nigh on impossible basically everybody everybody at some point got it uh, and you would have like people just laying in beds you know losing days because of it and it's an absolutely beautiful region so i'd actually say take take it with a pinch of salt and, and just deal with it and so this brings it nicely back to just dealing with the 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 stuff in order to see some of the most beautiful you know pieces of nature you're ever going to see you know you know this little town was surrounded by mountains and then within those mountains had valleys of water it was almost like milford sound in new zealand you know that's it's crazy to see uh, Mex- mexico's breadth and depth of of natural beauty uh, that i never had any clue about growing up like something in the uk uh, that isn't taught is the natural beauty of other countries uh, I don't even think that the the UK is really taught about in terms of natural beauty. They could, that's something that they never taught at schools, which I find thoroughly frustrating. And something that every kid should know about is is traveling the world. You know, geography didn't really teach you that. It should be focusing in on right languages here. This is the language that they speak, and then this is the currency, and then this is how the the culture works, and this is the the sort of some of the things you could see if you went here. And that's actually a lot of the things that people look forward to. They love going on holiday to places. They love going places. It's like, surely that should have been taught. Surely that should have been... It's like the fact that there's a lack of taxes um, being taught to to kids at that age. I mean, I know it's kids, so whether that would go in one ear and out the other is another thing. And I know for a fact if I was 16 years old uh, and I was being taught about taxes, probably would have forgotten it by the time I was 20. So there is that but at the same time these these sort of little things it would be nice to have in the education system as a plus one you know it would be nice niceties you know uh, obviously the basics of math um, english and science still still are useful to the, to this day uh, and i think that pe- math gets a, a big hit because obviously everyone's got a calculator in their pocket and i get it people being bad with math i get i get that but at the same time it should be a case of no basic mathematics helps you from time to time, especially for me personally, someone who's a, a computer scientist who requires basic arithmetic to be able to utilise their job. So there is that. Anyway, enough about the education system. Jesus, you know, they're, they're fucking going down a dark path there. But I can't even uh, remember what got me into the the, the no pain no gain uh, <laughs> scenario. But it triggered something in me. So obviously it was it was good thing to talk about. Well, but um, you know. I think something that I have realized is if you can get through tough times, you know, you feel like you can tackle anything. I just know that I don't want to constantly do the same thing over and over again uh, and not get some sort of different change out of it, some different outcome. And so I have to make sure that I'm keeping tabs on myself and that I'm not letting myself slip into the comfort zone. Because if I do that, then that sort of stagnation will make me a worse off person and I don't want to do that I need to make sure that I'm becoming stronger mentally physically and in my career and in my social life and I've let my social life slip so therefore I need to make sure that I'm focusing on that and also my work and so it's very much a case of you know social when we define a social life personally for me it's not the fact that I don't see friends and family. I see that it's for me doing new experiences within that zone, and it's not that I don't know how to communicate or anything in those lines. It's that just that I've slipped into the comfort zone of I don't really want to um, go out in the evenings. I just don't. You know, Uncle Joey always uh, used to say, <laughs> "Nothing, nothing gets, you. nothing good happens after one o'clock, cocksucker." I'm telling you that the bad things happen at night. Chris Rock said nobody goes to an ATM machine at 2 in the morning to do something good. <laughs> you know, nothing... And it's true, nothing nothing good ever does uh, work happen that's good after 1 a.m. in the morning. And for me as well, because my lifestyle is of health and well-being... And the weather isn't great outside and there's not... You know, it's not like in Australia where you've got the, the run clubs... The, the health cafes, the cafes uh, where it's just, you know, there's there's like whole focus on so on, on being healthy and that sort of yoga, you know, mindset, meditation, surfing, sun, all of that, it's not here over in the UK and so it, it kind of, it's tough when it's raining, when it's tough, you it's tough when it's raining and it's cold and it's wet it's damp all these things so there's a i think i need to come up with something maybe that's the maybe this is the thing maybe i should come up with a, a goggin's disciple running club uh, something along those lines where we're all fucking dialing in by putting on the, the putting on the bose headphones as he would say silencing the noise and you know getting after it together i don't know i think that's what I'm missing is a sense of community where I actually can relate to people because that's the tough thing is where my mentality has got to this point now where I go so fucking hard that it's very difficult to you know comprehend the normality and so it's it's finding those sort of people who also have that mentality, and they're like, a, you know, it's, it's a hard, but a low percentage of people to be able to, to find that, so. Sometimes your motivation needs to be, because no one else wants to fucking do it. We need doctors. We need fucking lawyers. We need dentists. We need teachers. We also need fucking savages. Yes, but, but, that's being negative. The positive here is that, each episode forward with this podcast, I'll be able to think about how what I can do to better that. So on a weekly basis, I'll be able to reflect upon what I've done to make the scenario better. Uh, and like I've said in previous podcasts, it's also finding those little things that can make you joyous. But also not ignoring the problem. And if you allow something to grow in the darkness... It shall one day come into the light and scare the shit out of you. <laughs> There's me bastardizing a, a, a Jordan Peterson quote right there. <laughs> anyway, leaving you there on a little bit of fun, a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a rave, a little bit of a equivalent of a Bill Burr, uh, you know, crazy Monday morning podcast. So this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? I just made a fresh pot of coffee. Does anybody want coffee?